Ladies and gents, this is the moment you've been waiting for, a podcast for podcasters. This is Creating the Greatest Show, and I'm your host, Casey Cheshire. Join me as we interview podcast hosts and investigate the ingredients of a successful interview podcast. We'll talk mistakes, earned skills, powerful questions, and more. This show is sponsored by Ringmaster, completely done for you, B2B podcast production. You hit the button and you may not go back the other way. It's like the airport when you're exiting that that door. You can't go back the other way. I've hit the button and now we're going. And I can't wait to introduce you all to my guest today. He's a badass, a marketing leader, a thought leader, a seasoned podcaster. He's one of those very special podcasters who have hit the 100 episode milestone and then just kept on going. Like didn't even look back. Away he goes. He's the co-host of the Zero to Five Million podcast, 120 plus episodes to his name, the marketing team lead at Vanilla Soft, Ollie Whitfield, welcome to the show, sir. Do you want to be my PR agent? I like that. That was great. I'll be a hype man, dude. I'll get that big boom box. We'll be like, Ollie is in town. Thanks. Uh, yeah, I'll take it. Yeah. When do you want to start? Um, next week. It, sure. It, is it remote? Is this remote? Can I, do I have to go to the UK or uh, can I do it from here? I wouldn't want to put you on any airplanes. You can do it wherever you want. Okay. But you know, if you gave me an excuse to come out there, that'd be kind of fun. Don't think I can afford your airfares. Yeah, you got to like produce, and then I'll then I'll reimburse. You'd have to fly me like FedEx or Amazon Prime, right? To to yeah. get me out there, like fifth class <laughs> delivery. Maybe I, I can scratch that, but we'll see. <laughs> right, or I'll just get a rowboat and start. I'll just start. Just see you in a couple of months. <laughs> well, dude, dude, I'm I'm excited. You have been podcasting like crazy. You've got a bunch of episodes on your belt. You are not new to this thing. You got the mic, you got the sound, you got the camera, you get the lights, you got it all experience. So Ollie, pull back the curtain for us on your show and share your most important strategy for a great interview podcast. I'd like to shock you into silence with this one. You ready? Yeah. There's no rules. None. No rules. Zero. There are no rules. The only rules are that there are no rules. And that's our golden thing. If I want to upload three episodes a week, cool. No problem. If we want to do an hour episode, a 10 minute episode, and then a two minute episode, cool, no problem. We can do that. Whatever happens, guys, pr provided we're not um, doing something stupid, you know, we want to upload 22 episodes in a day. That's um, a little bit much. Uh, we've got a little bit of an eye towards the performance and those things, but no rules. If I want to have a solo episode, which I'm going to do uh, tomorrow morning, fine. If I want to have just a debate with my co-host, cool. If we want to have two guests on in a row, if we want to have 10 in a row, we want to talk about different topics. Um, sometimes we swear a little bit, you know, it's whatever. It's um, it's us doing our thing. And if we're enjoying it, you might be more likely to enjoy it. And if we come up with something that's a bit more interesting that we are going to have a good time with and can put a bit more energy into than everyone's seen and heard of plenty of podcasts where it's, so I love what you said there, Casey. That was such an interesting point. Read next question on the script. Ha, ah, that ain't me. I don't want to do that. And uh, and you won't want to listen to that for too long. So we have a good time. By that, we uh, we try and throw some rules out the window. Yeah, and one of the rules I like to break is is doing exactly what my guest has said not to do. Great, great answer, Ollie. Our next question, <laughs> question number two is going to be better this. Of you. <laughs> Man, I hate that. I hate that. Uh, but talk to me about where this comes from. What's the origin of this? It's really a myth you're smashing here around podcasting. The idea that you have to, 
you know, follow the rules. And where do the rules even come from? I don't know where they come from. Um, I think it's maybe rules is the wrong word, but um, I feel rebellious when I say it. So rules. But uh, I think it just comes from here's what corporates have done. Everyone copies each other. So um, I find like, even a webinar to see the CMO sit there for 60 minutes and talk through a slide deck page by page by page. Unbelievably yeah. boring for me. I produced probably in the thousands of webinars. I used to work at an agency. So you have several clients, a couple of months, it quickly racks up. Um, podcast episodes, the same. You get really numb to it really fast, like really, really fast. So I've just, I've had a steeper learning curve as it were, or exposure to that. Um, so you end up disliking it and you end up rebelling from it a bit further than you would if you weren't. So, um, I think spending a lot of my time there, I've just found, well, I don't like when people ask me kind of monotonous questions or it doesn't really sound like they're that bothered about what I said. That doesn't feel very fun. So when when I'm doing it, I think, how do I not do that? And that means if it's going to be a 15 minute interview, yeah, we'll, we'll not um, book you for 20 minutes and take 40 because obviously that doesn't work. But I might go away from the script. Worst that can happen, and our guests or, or internally, we're always aware of this. Everything is quality controlled. If you didn't like anything at all, it isn't going to make it. So there's, it's completely safe to do whatever. And if, if we scrap an episode, so be it. That's fine. Or if we want to redo it, that's fine too. So I uh, I just think it's personal taste. That's sort of what I'm like. I uh, I think that's why I enjoy doing it. That's why I learn from it. And that's why probably other people who are listening to it may also learn. Because, you know, if, if you know everything, what's the point? And um, if you're not learning something you're not particularly going to ask good questions, are you? You're not going to go down rabbit holes. So that's what we try and do. You mentioned the boring webinars. I remember being a young marketer signing on to a, a new company many, many moons ago and sitting there in a conference room with the other marketing person, the architect, somebody else, and just watching as somebody just reads the script for an hour and i don't know how i stayed sane i don't know how anyone stayed on that webinar but man have we come a long way like life's too short and people aren't going to sit through that they're checking their email maybe they're passively listening to it um but same thing with podcasts man and then if if you lose interest man i mean it's hard to keep an audience interested if you're not even interested and you're the one doing it yeah i've never done them um, in person speaking i will at some point but for that you need um changes in your pitch your pace you know it's just like down there because i'm trying to emphasize it but you need those things you need techniques you need stage presence walk around hand gestures all those things with a podcast you have none of that only the tone and pace of your voice pitch that type of thing so if i'm interested and i go oh my god just made such a like really good point there that's funny that you said that because i had this story that's so much like that you won't believe it I sped up, I got more excited, you could tell, and you would probably pay more attention as a listener. So there's that side of it I too. Did. I did, I was all excited. Hopefully. Then I realized you were just making it up. I was making it up. I, I do that <laughs> quite a lot when I have to talk about my work. But, you know, it's one of those things. If um, Especially a webinar too. Most people don't actually watch it. They kind of have it like buried beneath another tab most of the time or on the second screen. So if a new guest comes on, you pay more attention, your ears prick up. Or if something, someone says, you know what? I totally disagree. And they leave a pause. You're like, oh, tension. I'm listening. <laughs> I've paid attention. You know, so that it's that we, we try and we try and organically create that by having a bit of a laugh with it. It's more natural to that way. It, that's how we actually talk. 
Like it, when you transcribe how we actually talk, we do say likes every so often. We do have ums. We do pause and think about our thoughts mid-thought. But somehow we're able to parse that and we enjoy that. And it's so much better than saying, Ollie, thank you for being on the show. Here is my canned response. And then something, what about that is just so much, no one wants to hear that, right? What about that organic, natural, flawed, imperfect, varying pitches? Why do we, why do we like that so much, you think? I think um, podcasts that I really like, I feel like I'm their mate a little bit. I'm not, I've never met them. That's really sad and whimsical, but I feel like if you've listened to them, you've spent time with them. It's like being in the pub and chatting to your mates a little bit, even if it's business stuff. It's like having happy hour a little bit. So I think when you're, you get to like one of the co-hosts and you think they're funny or you think that one's a bit, you know, more like you, you can tell by how they talk. You really can't get that by the corporate. Like if it's a hiring interview, you, there's no personality. It's just got to be, so Casey, tell me about your experience. And then I have to let right. you do the talking. If I sound like that, like you, you will never get to know me. And no one ever wants to take their interviewer for a beer. So it, you have to do the opposite. To the opposite. Now, it's so cool to say don't break the rules, but I did catch one of the things you said in there, which is, okay, now don't be stupid. <laughs> like, Don't take the, the cool idea and then just run it off a cliff. So how do we know we're being stupid? How do we know we're taking it too far? Oh, you asked the difficult questions. Why did I come on the show? Um, I think you just have to realize what what's my own bandwidth telling me about this. If I wanted to re- to do 25 episodes in the next week, I probably can't actually do it. So there's, there's that level. Um, how far in keeping or away from what we already do is what I'm thinking about. So we do normally 20-minute episodes once a week, something like that. Most of the time, it's a guest interview, not always. And it's normally about something to do with business growth hyphen sales. If I was to pivot really far and go into accounting in a deep way, probably just alienates the audience. Probably, I think. That that I'd call further than across the line than I'd want to go. Different if I said, um, because we're talking to founders, so different if it's the founder's guide to accounting so you don't blow up your business maybe but not too far so as long as i can if i why 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 if i did a three-year-old test then it's all right if i can't draw the line reasonably after three whys then it's probably a little bit too far it's the why is the deep crash course of accounting relative to us because they're founders because they could buy from us i'm getting to two whys not three so the three the three why test is my thing okay cool um let's let's litmus test that uh, I, I broke a rule in honor of you without realizing it. Uh, last podcast recording I did for my marketing pod and uh, something about the guest and I, we were, we we're riffing, we we're having a good time and we started the show with some ASMR, right? We just started whispering into the mics. You started scratching on a can and we just had a good time um, because we just did and it was silly. And, and it, so doing the why test, what would what would you ask yourself? That, like, is that is that okay to do? Um, so why did you do it? Because it was fun and silly. Why was it fun and yeah. silly? Because you were vibing with the person. Why were you yeah. doing that to make a good episode? I found that fairly yeah. easy to do. I'm saying that's good. Cool. Dude, I like this. I feel like y- you are the magic eight ball of podcasting. 
And I would encourage everyone to reach out to you on LinkedIn and just ask if if you should violate a rule. Ask Ollie, send him a message, say, I'm thinking of doing this. I'm thinking of doing a Chinese water torture magic trick live on the pod. Should I do it? What I'm would not you liable say? for you getting fired. Just saying. <laughs> Disclaimer. <laughs> Right. <laughs> but I but that you now I guess that's one of the things in there too is, you know, what kind of a culture, what kind of a brand is the company you work at, especially if you're doing a corporate podcast, how far can you push that? You know, I've seen people dress in cow costumes and, and push it as far as their leadership can handle. Yeah. I don't dress up. I normally look something like this. <laughs> I'm in comfy wear. Um my company, we don't have the most outlandish brian ever we're not you know wearing city clothing or stuff like that um we're we're a little bit like the the family next door nice people type thing that's the vibe we go for um so it would be weird if i showed up in like a cowboy outfit for my next podcast that would be what the hell but if i want to blow up the format a little bit if i wanted to just riff on a personal story if i wanted to throw away the scripts and say you know what we just started talking about this thing like no one's talked about that before let's just talk about it that's totally fine. And if you're in that type of company that is kind of corporate, that's probably all you need. You don't need to go the extra eight miles. You know, going one or two inches is probably further than a lot of people have gone if you're in a really corporate type of place. So if you're in some right. global enterprise, crazy large company and it's edited to death, yes, it will probably still be edited to death, but your different approach, one episode every now and then is not going to kill anybody. And if you if it really gets vetoed, then... Uh, unlucky but you know that that's on them not you if you're just going to do the same thing over and over cool but after a while people have had their fix yeah the, the novelty can really attract people uh question magic eight ball podcasting should you shotgun a red bull by the way do you have that in the uk do you have shotgunning like shotgun a beer um, that's basically chugging a beer, like stick it straight down. Yeah, but it's right. it's different though because you like punch a hole in the side of it so oh, that it okay. quickly you drink the beer. Uh, well, some people, not me, they're able to open their mouth wide enough to pour it straight down, so you don't even do anything. That's right. I can't do that. Yeah, that's crazy. That's now, wild. should you do that to a Red Bull before doing a podcast interview? Each to their own. Probably not <laughs> if you're diabetic. Um, I don't. I'm a, I find this fun and exciting anyway, so I'm good. I've I've literally got a half a pint of water, so you know I'm all right. But if if you nice. need a bit of sugar and stuff, you go for it. Yeah, they do have sugar free, just so we're fair. Um, but yeah, you know it's funny. I actually did one time before a presentation on a stage. I drank a, a little bit of Red Bull to kind of give me some energy, but I drank too much Red Bull, and then I was just like super speed talker on the stage. And by the time I was done, people were like, what did I just listen to? Yeah, you're a blur <laughs> you on stage. No one breath, saw you. So, not recommended. Not recommended. Um, and, you know, dude, like this is this is all fun, and and honestly, I I could keep asking you questions for an hour, and that would probably be another show. But I think what's cool about this is, I I heard you say this too. Like, if you're enjoying it, as we as the hosts and guests are enjoying it, then you will too. The audience will too. The listener will too. And there's something about you enjoying it that transfers to everyone else or can i mean talk to me about that is that something on the forefront of your mind like make sure you stay in the zone where you're having a good time that's more in our episode planning it um 
I, I enjoy the media side of my job anyway. I find it quite fun. Like not very many people think about it really. How many people get paid to have a chat that's recorded? Like not many. So we, we have yeah. to, you know, call it a good day when it's a good day, you know. So I, I take that as a, I'm quite lucky to do that. Very happy to keep doing it. Um, so then it's just a case of, well, if I have to talk about something really monotonous, so at least try and make it a bit fun. Because then it stimulates my brain and then I'm I'm awake to it. If I have to deliver a PowerPoint for quite a long period of time, I actually find that quite nerve-wracking. I find it, I'm sweaty, I forget to breathe. I, I do all of the speaker things when you're on stage and you freeze. I do that because I don't like it. Because it's not sort of fun in my immature way of doing it. I, I, yeah. You know, it's... You have to find a little bit of a balance and now I can do that. It's, I don't, I didn't like it at first, but you get better. But I think, uh, that's, that's our episode planning. So for instance, tomorrow I'm, um, I looked at the first cold email I sent for us when I joined here about two and a half years ago. And then I'm looking at the most recent one I sent and I'm going to kind of egg on my face a little bit. I'm going to say, you know what, this is pretty crap. And I liked what I was doing <laughs> there, but that's shocking, bro. What was I doing? And then I'll look at my most recent one and I'll say, dude, you haven't gotten any better. You need to have a real look in yourself in the mirror. And that's a wow. good laugh. You know, that's that's a bit of fun and I can poke jokes at myself. It's almost like writing your own comedy. You know what kind of angles you're going to take. You know what kind of rabbit hole you might go down. So, you know, with that, it's quite easy. Or in school, I always used to have, um, when we'd have a debate, I'd take the hard side of it. I don't know why. I'm just weird like that. I enjoyed having a debate and I quite often win. So when we have a debate with my co-hosts, I let him pick and sometimes I win. We, we don't always have a jury, but you know, I like to, it, it challenges me. So, so there's a little bit of that. Anyway, I can, um, extract some motivation, extract a little bit of, um, inspiration out of myself just through the concept of the episode itself. That's all I need. And then I start. Yeah. Debates. Let's talk about that for a little bit, because I remember being, this ties right into the fun thing too. I was on the marketing pod and I was chatting with this person and we weren't vibing. I wasn't feeling it. It's probably me. I was just not interested. We're having the same marketing conversation that I've had a few times. You know, when you get a lot of episodes, you start Groundhog Day, you start talking about similar things. And I'm, so I was kind of mentally almost checked out. And then they brought up something that they felt really strongly about around forms and marketing forms and they're like, get rid of all of them. And I tend to like to keep those because I like that stuff. You just got to do it the right way. And so I was like, oh, wait, there is something we disagree on. And it was kind of exciting. I sort of woke up, you know, from just listening to the drone of, of, a, of a podcast. Not that they were bad per se, but like I just, you know, it, it shook me out of my, my, you know, snooze. And I actually was excited. And we had a good conversation and we chit chatted and, and it woke me up. So, but like, I don't often disagree with my guests, you know, I, like I would love to disagree with you on something, but I would imagine we probably agree on most everything. I'll find a way. Trust me. <laughs> do And do you, do you like look for ways to debate beforehand uh, with your prep? So it's a difficult balance. So I remember um, many years ago, there was, I won't name the names to be a douchebag, but there was a, um, a super cringe, really, really cringe thing that people in our industry did. Um, they did like a pretend boxing match that they made like a whole contrived PR thing about having a big spat, big disagreement publicly. It wasn't you before you think I'm going there. Um, okay. and they made it not. into a webinar and they had someone host it and it was 
they really played on this is like a boxing match, so you know, in the blue corner and the red corner and all that. Um, okay. and sounds cheesy. How it transpired, excellent tactic, really cringy and corny, but excellent tactic. <laughs> Everyone paid attention. God knows how many people went to it. But they ended up just sort of backing off and agreeing with each other a bit in the show. It was it became super obvious that they'd really made a thing of it. Um so that turns me off. I'm I'm not here to get you in and then just you know, controversy gone. Uh, we don't have to have a shouting match, but I, I just take the angle of here's two contrarian points of view. Where do we land? And uh, and one person's got to take one. So long as it's related to our industry, uh, for the most part, the big one for us, it's usually cold calling is dead. Is it or not? Or cold email versus cold calling or LinkedIn or not? You know, th there's some yes or no black and white type things there. And plenty of them. And uh, no, the beauty of it is no one's right because the answer is actually, well, it works for someone. It works in a different way for you or you're doing it the wrong way. So there isn't an ultimate outcome and there's lots of different ways you can explore that. And I, I enjoy the mental game of chess as if to say, you took this angle, mistake. I've 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 gone round the back and got you there. So my co-host enjoys getting beaten up by me like that. But yeah, you, you have to try and think of a way to make it um not, too corny because that, that's when people get turned off you can have the is calling uh, is called calling dead debate sure everybody's heard it you kind of need to have another way now to do that it's like saying forms or no forms everybody's heard it and it's really nuanced so what about yeah no forms or forms if you're a small business it's very different and then you probably have a better argument but yeah i uh, i try to find just how can i make this nuanced but appeal to enough people that it's going to get a little spicy that's interesting. So g give it a little bit of a, a flair so it's not so broad, but it's, it's it's quite narrow. I think I remember hearing that similar kind of thing just to talk marketing and sales. So I remember hearing a debate in a panel which was like, where should the SDR team live? Should they live with marketing or should they live with sales? And that, broadly speaking, was too broad of a topic, but if they gave it more parameters, it'd be easier to tell where that might live. And that ended up having a good conversation. One of the things I got from you just now was that it doesn't, you don't need to have a drag out black or white, this answer or that answer to have a debate. You can just have an approach or have a, a different angle than your, your guest. So I, I would love to, to ask you this question because you mentioned doing a 20 minute show. Do you do all, all of your shows? They tend to be in the shorter length. Do you ever do any long ones? What do you prefer? Most of them end up being about 20 minutes or so, 15, sometimes 10 if it's a, if it's a shorter one. But yeah, around that, and normally the cap off will be half hour because most people live in half hour blocks in their calendar. So most Got of the it. time it's that. Got it. Um, it. Now, have you ever done the long ones? Do you just prefer the shorter ones? Or what, why do you end up doing the shorter ones? Stylistically, um, we like, we like to cover a lot of different topics and um, I've done hour ones. Um, I've managed plenty of shows that were every week were an hour. Um, not that podcast tools ever give you very good stats. I have to say, it's not like you can look at True. the average listening and say, no, everybody drops off at this time. So you don't really have that. But right. I would imagine, and I hear anecdotally sometimes, yeah, I got through most of it on my run at the gym, that type of stuff. And uh, yeah. you know, then the next week's one came up, so I listened to that. So I'm not too worried about, you know, can I get you to consume 45 plus minutes? 
cool. Um, I think I find it less intimidating. Personally, I listen to several podcasts. It helps me sleep. So I have quite a few. Um, I have like Joe Rogan because it's three hours. And then totally. I know for sure I can, even if it takes me an hour to get to sleep, no problem. But if I've got 20 minutes before my next call and I want to listen to something while I work, it's not like I'm halfway through it and context switching. So we uh, we try and do that. It's a business one. I respect people are kind of commuting, maybe listening to it on the lunch break, listen to it, you know, in the office, listen to it, something like that. Um, but yeah, they're not, they're hopefully they're not laying next to their wife or husband listening to us. I hope. Right. Right. No. And it's like the reason I bring it up is I don't think it's necessarily a debate between the two of us. There are some great benefits of, of the short, quick ones. One of which, if you do five minute episodes, you get a hell of a lot more listens, you know, <laughs> like, you know, look, I have, you know, a thousand listens and you only have 300. Yeah. But mine took, you know, 12 times as long to get through. Um, but I guess those are vanity metrics in the end. But, you know, like if, if we had only talked for 20 minutes, we would have been done 20 minutes ago, you know? And I just think of the good conversation and where this has been. And, and I think I'm, I'm into it for, you know, learning and connection and relationship and that kind of thing. So my goals are even beyond just the, the content wins. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just, it's one of those things where I don't, not, I don't feel like, the short pods are, are bad you know i just i prefer the longer ones it's a good um it's a good debate maybe we should have that but um all right you know let's do uh, it okay let's do it um i think shorter ones um they're more digestible just because they're shorter you can get through it quicker obviously less amount of time uh, i think people get less intimidated by it but obviously it does depend on the goal um for me in my org in my context in our team bandwidth and those things the goals the things that we're trying to achieve um we need to get things out we need to establish the presence we need to grow the brand a little bit we're um it's for order clothes our, our sort of secondary product line and it's got a lesser audience it's less established than the bigger company vanilla soft so if it was the other way around probably an hour most likely an hour because of the listenership but if we want to grow we need to get at bats we need different people to get their audience. We need different topics to get the SEO juice and that way around. So I know that you may have a different context there to back that up. But for me, in that situation, that's the play. And this even brings to mind like the idea of, you know, what's the, what's the context or, you know, sort of narrowing down the topic. Because you're right, like, depending on the goal of the podcast, you may have a completely different length. For me, I think about Rogan and I, and I you know, three hours long, I, now I, I consider like a Rogan, a unit of, of length of time, you know, oh, that, that podcast is a half Rogan, you know, or we're, we're a third Rogan in this show. <laughs> and, but what's interesting is we, we've all had those experiences of listening to an entire three hour episode, not all at once usually, but you know, over the course of several days, and it's almost like we're either listening to a couple minutes and we don't like the guest or man, we are tuned in to that crazy archaeologist, to that, um, I will say when, when, um, uh, who is it? The, uh, when Lex, Lex Friedman, when Lex interviewed a, uh, an evolutionary biologist, that was a great sleep medication for me because that was intense. Uh, but, but when it's not that, when it's, when it's someone who has an interesting story to tell, I think there's one particular time where Joe actually broke his three hour thing. Like he could be talking to, the lead singer of Aerosmith, he could be talking to whoever and come through hour three. He's like, thanks brother. I'll catch you later. And then boom, bumper music. He's out. Like 
he's not going over three. But I'm pretty sure when he talked to Jewel, he went to four and they just kept going. They just kept talking because she just has this most bizarre story and crazy story, whether you like her music or not. Just it was so interesting to hear. Um, and if, if people can go to four, why not go to one? True. How many Joe Rogans are there though? Just one. It's true. So there's yeah. there's a balance there. I think it and it depends what role you play in someone's life. I think Joe Rogan in my life to pick the example up. Um he's my sleep therapist a little bit and he's my dead space background noise a little bit. And uh, yeah, he probably plays a a ten percent of my day. It's quite a lot actually if you think about it. <laughs> yeah. What what my podcast is playing in someone's day is something more like a one percent of their week. And we're cool with that. Because we know that they may be well, it's a business as well. It's a little different to Joe. He's lifestyle and all that. But, you know, beyond that, we know that work is eight hours of their day, which is a third of their day. And then beyond that, listening to growth stuff and learning stuff is probably a fraction of what it should be of their time. So then if you narrow it down, I don't think I need a three hours to try and fill all of that. And even if I did three hours, who the hell am I? <laughs> like, they, they probably don't care if I did 10 hours or, or one. To be fair, so I think it's what piece of your life, of their life, are you trying to be from that woods? But but if you're a really really big deal, like if you're a super duper stage speaker, circuit speaking, book author, guru guy, then maybe. But um, maybe you are. But but me and Sean, we're not quite that. But it does you know the differentiating between is this background noise? I think sometimes the benefit of a longer pod is you just hear these people talking and you just want to be in the room with them. And it just, it's, they're vibing, you're vibing, you know, it's Elon, you know, doing what he's doing talking to Joe, blowing his mind, uh, you know, or, or someone else about ancient civilizations or whatever the topic is that fascinates you, you know, to be a fly on that wall in that room, the longer it goes, the better, because you just want to be in that room. But, but I also hear what you're saying because you maybe aren't listening to everything. Whereas when I think about listening to, it, like a book on audible especially if you get that speed bumped up a little bit i have a recent you know book i've been listening to man if i check out mentally for like 30 seconds we're in a different galaxy literally so i need to go back that thing up you know hit back 30 or even start the chapter over again because i'm lost because i wasn't paying attention now that's fiction but even like a non-fiction it's all jammed in there you really got to have it in your like active window right you have to be thinking about it so it sounds to me like the shorter the shorter span is that highly, you know, I don't say produced, but highly thoughtful twenty minutes. Let's give you value in a short period of time, and let's get you out of here. If you're trying to say more valuable, then I think I won the debate. But your your play for a longer one is um you're going for like media saturation is the thing. It's yeah. okay if you miss it. J Joe Rogan's three hours a day. Who the hell is listening to all of that every day? Like literally no one. Get a job if you are like. <laughs> Or well done to you if you've got that attention span. Seriously, I I, I don't do it. I pick and choose what I listen to, and it lasts me a long term, anyways. But um, yes, it's dispensable because you're not worried about it because you know it's good stuff, and there'll be good stuff again. If it's sort of lightning in a bottle once in a while, pay attention to it more. So I, I think there's a little bit of both. It's easier for us with our skill, with our presence, to say, "Here's something really good in a short burst. You'll you'll be looking forward to this next week." Than to like mass produce and like overwhelm. We don't have the bandwidth or the people or planning, perfectly honest, to do that. So 
sure. maybe we could to go upscale. We could go to an L, like you said. I don't know if that achieves the mass saturation type thing, but it's a step toward. Cool term. I'll definitely have to really think about the mass saturation point. I would say a killing blow in this debate, if you will, uh, such a friendly debate, you know, imagine if all battles were like, well, sir, I do think X, Y, Z. Excellent points. But <laughs> yeah, what, what if you stuffed the first 20 minutes of an hour long podcast with the kind of format that would deliver the same kind of value a 20 minute podcast would do. But then if you like it, you can stick around for the rest of it. Like, like a particular show like this one or my marketing pod where we, we have that big leading question. We get some value out right away. If you want to check out, cool. If you want to hang out and have Ollie and Casey just geeking out, debating random shit and having a good time, do that too. You know, best of both worlds, but you get, you get options. I've, I've been on a show who did that. He, he did, no, I forget if it was the first half was a podcast or a webinar and the other half was the other. I don't remember oh, what wow. webinar. So you took it hardcore. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was cool. It was a LinkedIn live thing. And then it went offline to whatever medium it then became. I, I don't remember, but, but that was kind of cool. I, I don't know how much the audience trade-off was there. And again, fit for his business model. I think he was a consultant trainer. So if you're looking for like the Instagram to Patreon subscription thing, that's the similar equation. So yeah, I, it depends on the business model for our, for our type of thing and it's not the auto close podcast because no one likes brands but it's it's top of funnel it's just what can we reuse this for and how, yeah. who can we get to see us for the first time because we're talking about other stuff than blogs on how to write an email so for that it's different but yeah i totally see what you mean same here man i did a uh a co-host type podcast the other day just for fun is me and another guy and we went for like 20 minutes or or half an hour or so because just us we didn't have a guest didn't have anyone else adding anything to the conversation so and we were completely unscripted <laughs> so so right about 20 minutes it, it made sense to call it a day wrap it up and get to the next one keep it keep it tight because i think to your point whether you go short or long you want to still be able to pack that knowledge in there and as soon as either one of them is starting to drone on and and kind of tread water and drowned it's probably time to call it a day one night I listened to um the the two YouTubers, and um they they sort of talk a lot about the creator space. They had Tim Ferriss on their last one, so he's been doing oh, cool. so many podcasts; it's unreal. They just asked him, "So how do you like, do this?" You, you're, he's doing it with a listers as well. He's had you know Schwarzenegger and God knows who else. Jeez. How do you, how do you get them? And they're used to media, like super used to it, and quite resistant because they know how bad it is. So he is like unbelievably prepped. You wouldn't even believe it. He's like, listened to the last 50 media appearances they did, listed all of the same questions to see trends. He's um, got rid of them because they, they just zone out as soon as they hear the same. So tell me about the, the latest movie because they're like, oh, again. He's, listed, <laughs> he's listing out like what, um, what common stories do they have, like home run hitters, basically. When you go on the talk show, what's your funny story? He's listing out them so that if um if I join and you sense I'm a little bit nervous, I'm a bit sort of uneasy, I'm not really forthcoming, it's not flowing, you can slip in that and you can say, here's an easy at-bat, let's get started on the right foot in here. So he takes it to the nth degree. Most people don't, but um, but, but if you're going to go that distance, you've got to kind of be prepared for that because there, there's nothing worse than knowing, you know, we do a podcast, it's usually an hour. I don't want to put out a 25-minute episode because that's going to look weird, but... <laughs> Like, this is so boring. 
like you yeah. like you've had before you know we've all had it and um I, i've binned episodes for that before um but i think you have to come in extra prepped and and for that i think it makes you a better host actually as well if you can do that props to you you deserve it if you can keep the energy high for that longer period of time that's more skill um for me i i alternate with my co-host that's just to sort of keep it interesting rather than just one voice but you know for 20 minutes 30 minutes it's not that difficult so you know it keeps it really lo-fi for us if i'm having the worst day ever i can still roll into a podcast and doing the right job whereas it's a bit more of a, a real conscious thought to be 60 minutes that's a lot of prep that's interesting to, to hear that do you know who those guys were they were interviewing tim like yeah it's, it's called the colin and samir show they're youtubers they care a lot about the sort of creator space they talk about a lot uh, a lot about youtube and how it all works and how they're becoming business people rather than just people with a camera and uh they, they talk to like all of the big people on that space, but also Tim Ferriss, they like podcasting, have a newsletter, all these things. We'll definitely link to that in the show. It's interesting. Tim sometimes is the kind of guy that I, I, I will like intentionally depart from some of the things he does. I mean, to each their own, right? We were talking about no rules in the beginning. Uh, but but even just sometimes he will do those rapid fire questions and and I've caught him sort of pivoting to the, the next one as opposed to following up on that thing, you know? Um, What's your favorite, you know, you have that book? Have you, you got that book, Tula Titans? I haven't read any of his stuff, to be honest. So I've not consumed okay. too much of it either. I just know of him and he's at the top of the charts all the time. So best of luck to him. Tool of Titans is really fascinating. It literally is the width of an, I, of an iPhone, right? It's like really thick. It's like a tome. And every two pages is a different podcast guest that he spoke to on his pod. And he has the benefit of asking them all the same question. Now, it sounds like he's asking them a bunch of curated questions, but he also asked some of them the same ones. Like, what's that one purchase you can't live without? Which is really fascinating to, to hear and see all different people's things. The problem with this book, though, is I end up coming out with like 20 to-dos across 15 pages. Mm. And like, I got to try this tea. I got I to gotta buy that. I got to do this. Um, it's fascinating. It's, it's not a, a book you read from cover to cover, but... The, the amount of takeaways you can have from just asking the same question of all these rock stars. It's fascinating. But sometimes he does sort of just cut off the question and go right to the next one, you know? And I, I wish he would like dive a little deeper into it. Yeah, it's annoying when they do that. Maybe he's pressed for tired. Maybe they've got to go. But it's just good content planning. We, we've done that a few times. We've had ebooks where we've just transcribed 20 podcasts and we've got 20 experts. So it's the 20 experts ebook. Yeah. It's it's the same thing. It's it's just repurposing. And um on that scale, when you've got Arnie and then God knows whatever A lister, yeah, it, it sells books quite easily, doesn't it? It's wouldn't you want to know his morning routine? Yeah, I would. So yeah. and you've got ten questions like that that are kind of clicky worthy. Yeah, for sure. It'd be funny to have a spoof of that. Here's here's twenty people you don't know and hear their morning routines. Yeah, yeah. Here's Ollie's morning routine. There, it doesn't exist. Um, move on. <laughs> Next question. Wakes up, looks at clock. Yeah, dozes over to get to work. Yeah. Um, you mentioned this. You know, maybe Tim was rushing to to hit the clock. Talk to me about time management, because oftentimes I I see podcasters when they first start, it's all about questions and follow up, but eventually they got a, a good knack for that. And then it just becomes about not running out of time 
or figuring out where to ask those key questions because that hard stop's coming, whether it's 20 minutes or an hour, and you got you to gotta get those questions in if you can. That's just pure skill. The interviewer has to know how to do that. You, you can only learn that by doing it and messing it up a few times. Unfortunately, just like speaking training, you can only do your first stage speaking gig and you can sweat bricks and look like you're nervous because you are, you have to do it. Um, the only one thing that you can do, I think, is you can set the stage beforehand. So before we get on here, if you want to say to me, look, um, I've got like 10 really important things I want to go through. It's going to be quite a lot. So I want to get depth, but let's can we refrain from five or 10 minute stories because it's really going to squeeze us. Um, so, so occasionally I've had that on webinars where someone wants to really riff and go into something quite in a long tail way. Uh, that's okay. I have to be able to give them rope for that, but within reason that, you know, it's, it's your show. So you're telling them how to do it um, and how to be a good guest on it so that they can get the maximum benefit from it, from looking really good on it. So there's a little bit of both there. I, I think you just, you have to, I try and divide it up and be a little bit conservative. If I've got a webinar, cause that's it's more like an hour to, to equate to your time. I know roughly 15 minutes per big topic is about okay. Maybe four topics, about 10 minutes, and then we've got some wiggle room. Uh, leave some space for intro, outro, and some some chat in the middle. That's all right. If I know, well, we started at you know 2.19, it's now 2.39, and we've only got on topic one, I know I'm behind. So th there's just yeah. a little bit of mental make it small make it easy for yourself to keep log of you don't have to look at the spreadsheet and say oh i've only asked one question and you know this <laughs> and that i just try and break it up by time and say loosely we're about on track we're a bit ahead we're a bit slow and then you can kind of go from there and if you want the best thing to do is be ahead because you can always ask a follow-up right you can always ask a follow-up and it only takes you running out of time uh and sometimes your your guest will have time which is cool and oftentimes they won't have time. And I definitely have run into that zone where you're you're riffing, the guest is on fire, and then they send you that message on Zoom or Squadcast or whatever platform, and they're like, I have a hard stop in five minutes. You know, you're like, oh God, uh, quick. And maybe, you know, maybe your close is gonna be a couple minutes. So and they're in the middle of a story and oh God. So I, I think, you know, to your point, pure skill learning the hard way. But I guess the good news is if you're experiencing that as a host, you're probably transitioning from that that beginner phase to more advanced phase where you're thinking about the clock now and managing that, uh, which is fascinating. And, and so I even think about the kind of questions that, how much time do I have left, right? Um, and, and what kind of cool questions can we fit in there? And I have the next one for you, which is this. Like that pause, that was a good pause. Shake it up a little bit. Everything's awesome in podcasting, but what's your biggest challenge right now? Like what, what's the thing? Everything's rosy except for this with podcasting for you. Uh, the analytics are still pretty dire. I think, um, at least in the tools that I use. And I yeah. don't think I know anyone who's really happy with that. Um, well, that, that's just a, a bit of an annoyance, but the main problem, which links to that is I think it's very hard for the most part to actually gain listenership. Your um your TikToks, your Instagram reels, your YouTube shorts, your whatevers. Uh, for the most part, I, I would imagine, and it's hard to notice, but just broad strokes. If you whatever viral YouTube short you post, it's unlikely to produce you that many new listeners who actually bother to oh, I've got to click to type and search and do effort to do this. 
I think that's that's really hard, and it's you can't blame people. You see Joe Rogan experience on on YouTube the clips thing, ten minute clips. They're like multi million view clips, like all the time. Yeah. Or the YouTube shorts, the the whatever that he will post, they get super viral, and obviously it will when you're as big a presence as he is. But for for the average company or person, people who are trying to do this, that's just completely unrealistic. So to do that, yes, it's a good practice. Yes, it's sort of following the right trend. And if you keep at it, it might become something. But it just isn't going to get you 10 new listeners this week or even 10 or, or even five or even two, maybe. So that's that's the tricky thing. And um, even if they post it on the LinkedIn, even if, because that really isn't a guarantee. And even if your creative is good enough, they still may not bother to do it. They still may have a marketing team running their LinkedIn profile who don't want to post external things because they're busy. Then... um. You're really relying on who can I get to post about this and like how can I get them to even bother opening the podcast app? Because when you're on your desktop like we are right now, I yeah. don't really listen to things like that. I can play Spotify out loud, but that's it. You know, I don't do Apple Podcasts out loud because why? Uh, on my laptop. So it's it's right. tricky to get people to cross the bridge from where they are and where they see it to going on to it. And, no one really knows like uh in youtube it's a very well-established algorithm in linkedin it's a very well-established algorithm same as facebook it's not really the case with a podcasting platform no one really knows how do i get up in the apple podcast charts or how do i get up in spotify i couldn't tell you and i don't know anyone that does so how do you do that and uh, i think a lot of people besides if you're a big figure besides if you're a big brand besides if you get big speakers probably the only way that everyone goes to it's really tough. And I think a lot of people are yeah, starting to think. To your point, Joe was asked, or someone was asked, you know, how do you make a successful podcast? Step one, be famous. Step two, start a podcast. Yep. So to your point, yeah, like it's not like listeners grow on trees. And as you were talking, I opened up Spotify and I typed the zero to five million podcast. There you are made sure followers on there you know ring the bell you know when i but saw right, our like, spotify followers i was like shit that's way more than i thought because our stats indicate different stuff it's really yeah. inconsistent it's so annoying different platforms right then you throw youtube will get you more analytics but it's separate from all the mm -hmm. listens and do you aggregate or whatnot yeah analytics is still analytics and listeners i hear you on that as a as a way to gain and a real challenge still with why podcasting. is it subscribers and a valid metric they must know that you've clicked subscribe it's bloody obvious but yeah. but i don't know if i've ever seen that on anybody's podcast yeah why not that's weird i, I would want to see that i mean I, i've seen that on some apps in it but not the biggies the ones that i really want to see it on it's weird uh well i have a bit of a hypothetical question for you now let's say I may or may not have a time machine and we go into the future and we get a chance to check out your podcast 50 episodes from now. Let's say it's weekly and you got get those episodes. You might break the rules. And so 50 might be a couple of weeks from now, but let's say 50 episodes from now. What do you want your pod to look like? Do you want it to change any? Do you want it? What does it look like? What does it sound like? Uh, yeah, so we're, we're probably rules being broken six months a year away roughly so it could be end, end of cool. 2023 wow that's weird to say um yeah right i think it will be slightly different same core tenants at play but um 
I would like to be a bit more smart about how we repurpose things. So our, our episode planning could be a little bit more intricate uh, rather than just like, oh, we need a guest. Let's get a guest. Cool. Done. We can do that. But when we, when we have a debate, when we have a separate topic, how and why and what else is that supporting? So for instance, um, we've done uh, we've done webinars where we parody Family Feud. Great fun. Bloody difficult to organize, but really good fun. Wait, you parodied what? Family Feud, the, the TV show. I was Steve Harvey. Hell yeah. So Hell yeah. That's great. My, it was my team versus Vidyard. Unfortunately for Vidyard, they lost on the last question. They played it perfect. They just they just didn't steal the round. So they they'd have won. But um brilliant fun. And we've managed to make three episodes of the podcast out of it. Not um editing and clipping, but more to um because I think that that sort of always sounds a bit awkward. I'm not here for the ad. I'm here for the content which has a natural ad in it. And my natural sure. ad is we're talking about there's there's three rounds. We talked about round one question as its own separate content, and then we had an ad for go watch the webinar because native. Um so a little bit more like that and a little bit more intricate. I could probably, if I sat and thought about it, think of better ways to do that. Or um it's it's figuring out what are not necessarily the ad, but what's the the next piece if you like that enough to want to see some more, rather than another yeah. episode. What what could that be and how? So for that instance, how would what could I have thought of better in the Family Feud webinar, which could have played into a podcast series in a different way? But it's just easy to take the three rounds and make three episodes, you know, no brainer. But how else could I do that? Or we did um, Dancing with the Stars. We made that into emailing with the stars. So we did basically the final. There's uh, two sales reps. They write an email each and then they get judged by the panel. Same as the dancing show. Pretty easy to just review the emails that the reps wrote. Is that a brilliant podcast? Not really. Um, it was fine. It was kind of smart to do it, and it it got us a little bit of promo for for the uh, for the webinar. But how else can I do it? We don't want to just use the podcast as an ad because no one wants to listen to the ad. So what's the point? But how more naturally, how more cleverly, what else could I make without going out on the limb to make loads more work? You know, to to sort of pull it together. What I'm trying to describe. I hate talking about YouTubers because no one knows who they are. But Mr. Beast, probably a lot of people know who he is. He did a video yeah. a couple of weeks ago and it's something stupid like a, a, the one euro, one dollar yacht versus the one billion yacht. And through the video, they go through like 10 different yachts of all varying expenses. And he's got a chocolate brand, chocolate bar. It's called Feastables. Yeah. So in the first one, Feastables. he gives it to the owner to pay for the yacht because it's the same value. It's one one dollar to buy it. So that's a native ad for the chocolate bar. And you didn't feel yeah, weird about yes. it. It wasn't like, and guess what? You can get 10% from Athletic Greens because what the hell? That doesn't fit, you know? So no, sh no, no shade to Athletic Greens, you know, no shade to them. But And then, you know, they go to the half a billion yacht and every be every bedroom on it has the chocolate bar because that's what happens in that chain of, uh, of cruise liner. Again, you're seeing his chocolate bar. And it makes sense. And they remark about it. They go, what? I didn't know that we sold it into this cruise liner. What the hell? It's native. So I'm thinking of how in my content can I take that ad, put it in a couple of places where it doesn't feel weird. Yeah. I, to I totally get that, man. Um, my, my, man, my son, he's like, yeah, let me try all the Feastables, you know? He, he's in. He's in on it. The idea... So I see where your brain's going, man. This is like this is a future episode. We'll we'll have to have you come back on this thing and talk at this wizard level because I totally 
you know, my brain is expanding now the idea of not just repurposing, but also almost like that content pillar. Like if we're going to have a theme, how can we best efficiently and effectively create maybe one thing or, or several things that all play off of each other more naturally, very naturally. So you just, you find yourself going into one of those YouTube rabbit holes where you start YouTube and three hours later, like what just happened with my life? Because you just organically just went down this path and subscribed to three people you never even thought of or watched the super yacht uh, versus the one billion super yacht, which I'm looking at right now, which is covered in gold. Exactly. Um, yeah. And it's amazing, not real life, amazing. but hey, it's, it's YouTube. You're right. It's YouTube and it's podcasting. Well, dude, you are the man. I've enjoyed this tremendously. Tell me, where can people connect with you? If they also heard this episode and they're like, this guy is the man. Where do they go? If they are, I feel sorry for you, but all good, all good. Yeah, this has been good fun. Thanks very much for having me. Um, I'm going to say the L words. I apologize. I find it so annoying when everybody says this. I say, guys, where can people connect with you? Where can I find you? And they always go, yeah, LinkedIn. And you're like, oh, God, give me something else, please. Should I change that question? Um, do you do you ask that at the end? I mean, you kind of have to, right? But that's do you what, ask it that's what I normally do. And I normally say, where can people find you and ask you a question? So sometimes I say their email and that's it. Yeah. Every now and then people say that. Um, yeah. And I just think uh, such disrespect saying the email because this was Rogan. You get like 30,000 emails that were like snarky. Yeah. Yeah, you just Not get pummeled show. a bit. So, so yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's it's a funny one. But um, yeah, to, to use the classic L word, yeah, I, I spend most of my time on LinkedIn. I do Twitter. It's mostly just me looking at football stuff, to be honest. Um, and and that's kind of it. And then the yeah. podcast, of course, as any podcasters might know, on all of the usual places where you could look, wherever you consume, and it's a zero to five million dollar podcast, all, all uh, numericals, not words. And yeah. Uh, yeah, we'd appreciate if you swing by. It's only 15, 20 minutes. So uh, I promise you won't lose three hours of your day. But uh, it's good fun. We like to ask, like, if I was asking you, it would be, so how did you start this podcast? When did you really mess it up? Why have you done it this way? Key hires, mistakes, change in strategy. What are you going to do with it in the future? That type of thing. But it's about businesses. Dude, I love those. Those are great questions. Now we have to start the show over and just ask you those questions. Let's do it. Uh, zero to five million. <laughs> Fantastic, dude. Ollie, thank you so much for coming on here. This has been fun. Clearly, we need to get a pint next time. We're in the same zip code, area code, whatever. Um, this is super fun, man. I definitely want to have you come back and we'll talk more content in the future and repurposing and that kind of thing. Uh, but a big thank you from me. My pleasure, dude. Thanks very much. Hell yeah. And for those listening, if you learned something, and I freaking know you did because I literally have two pages of notes front and back, then share this episode with one person, three people, 9,000 people. I don't know, whatever, but put, put your thoughts down too. Don't just, you know, click a share button, but like write what, especially on LinkedIn, right? This is what I got out of this. Tag somebody that needs to hear it. Tag a shitty podcast that needs to get love or tag a good one that needs to get even more love. And, and like, and put these lessons out there. Check out Ollie's pod. And once again, thank you, dude. You're the man. This has been another crazy episode of Creating the Greatest Show. We will see you all next time. And next time doesn't have to be next week. Life's too short and we have way too much to talk about. Find show notes full of takeaways, lessons, and links at creatingthegreatestshow.com. For more information on launching your own podcast or working with us to produce your existing show, 
Come on down to the big tent at ringmaster.com. Until then, friends, whatever you do, do it with all your might. Work at it, if necessary, early and late, in season and out of season, not leaving a stone unturned and never deferring for a single hour. That which can be done just as well now. P.T. Barnum.